morning, Central Kentucky. This is Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Answering your questions, giving you the skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, or building. Whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hiring a professional, Skinny on the Home will educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, and techniques. So, thank you for listening. Today, we're going to talk about aging in place, universal design, or have you heard that word, handicap remodeling? I don't like that word, but uh, we aging in place, universal design, talking about some things, what those are, the definitions of those, if you're uh, thinking about staying in your home long term, and okay, how how is my home going to adapt, or my space, or my apartment, or a condo, wherever it is that you live, how, can, how is this going to work with me as I get older? Uh, you know, am I going to be able to to do stairs when I get older? Do I have a tub now? Am I going to be getting in and out of a tub with a high, you know, 12 inch or 16 inch step over getting in and out? What are some things I can do there? You know, it's, it's interesting. We all have a, um, I've been doing this, um, been in business for over 17 years with JNR construction and I'm, I'm a CAPS certified, which is uh, stands for certified, certified aging in place specialist. And going through a lot of that training, and a lot of what we don't want to have to admit is that we we need some of these things, or or possibly the what if you know what if I need some of these things, or how is that how am I going to adapt to that, you know, or even if I go skiing and I fall and I sprain my ankle or or whatever, and I, you know getting in and out of the house and getting upstairs and and all those things, or am I going to have knee surgery? Am I going to be able to do stairs and all that stuff? You know, we have the Peter Pan syndrome. You know, we're gonna be young and live forever, right? So, uh, but if you are in Christ, you are going to live forever. Just our bodies are not going to live forever. But I have a, a new producer in the studio with me today. Megan is uh, on uh, behind the scenes making it all happen. So she's going to be my regular producer now. So thanks, Megan, for uh, putting up with Skinny. Skinner! All my silliness. No, I couldn't do what I do without uh, everybody behind the scenes. I just... I just have the microphone in front of my face and talk a little bit, so that's all I do. Okay, what is universal design? The universal design, according to National Association of Home Builders, is the design of products and environments to be usable by all people to the greatest extent possible without the need for an adaptation or specialized design. So for me, when I when I kind of define universal design and what that means, I kind of define it as whether you're sitting, standing, young or old, anybody can use the space. And universal design is something done in a way. So say, for example, you come over to my house and you come in the front door and I say, hey, did you notice you didn't take any steps coming into my house? You turn around, look, no, I didn't really pay that much attention. Well, that's the goal of universal design. If if I needed a wheelchair to come into my house, it doesn't look like there's a wheelchair ramp or wheelchair access on the outside of my house to to anyone. There's just a it's a gradual incline to come up into the house, and there's a no step entry coming in. There may be a, a low threshold on the door, so it's things like that. That's my that's my short and sweet definition of what universal design is. But again, it's the the design of products and environments to be usable by all people to the greatest extent possible without the need for adaptation and specialized design. So again, universal design is related to aging in place remodeling. 
and a certified agent place specialist, CAPS, C-A-P-S. It's, um, again, it's a designation through the National Association of Home Builders. Certified agent place specialist can help you remodel your home using universal design concepts. So NAHB remodelers in collaboration with the Home Innovation Research Labs, NAHB's 50-plus housing council, and the AARP developed that CAP program to address the growing number of consumers that will soon require these modifications. While most CAPS professionals are remodelers, an increasing number are general contractors, designers, architects, and healthcare consultants. So most of that, when I first came into that designation many years ago, it was just remodeling contractors. Uh, But now there's a lot of home builders doing things on the front end of new home construction. We actually built uh, several years ago. I partnered with a gentleman, and uh, actually he still still is building in uh, Universal Homes of Kentucky is the name of his company. But we, we built a couple of houses, and if you can do it from the ground up, uh, it's much easier to do a lot of things. And we're going to talk about a lot of those things and what, what that means, kind of a checklist for for those things and what is what is that. So... Everyone can use universal design. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. You could be short or tall, healthy or ill. You might have a disability, or you may be a prize-winning athlete. Because of universal design, people who are very different can all enjoy the same home. So in a lot of renovations we're doing now, there's multiple, multi-generations. I mean, even in the workforce. I have a friend of mine, Jay McCord, who speaks on this and does a lot of training on this on the multi-generational workforce. You have, you have sometimes four generations working all in the same office. And uh, a lot of times at home, you have three and four generations all living together. And so how can you adapt your home to meet all those needs? Well, that's where universal design comes in. Because of universal design, people who are very different can all enjoy the same home. And that home will be there for all of its inhabitants, even when their needs change. So you may not have a need for something now. Say you have a grab bar or zero step entry now, but maybe you need that ten years from now or whatnot. So that having a home that can age with you and adapt with you, where you don't have to move necessarily into single floor ranch houses. A lot of people like those, and you know, as they get older, they think that's what they need. Well, there's there's things you could do. Uh, the house me and my wife we moved into. The couple that moved out, they were in their 90s when they moved out, and they had uh, some things done that made it easier for them to live there through their 90s. And they had a, there was a chairlift that was in there. Those things will help you get up and down floors. So here are some, here are some of the more common universal design features that are also incorporated into aging in place remodels. Things that you can, some common universal design features. No step entries. So we talked about that at the beginning. Having uh, no steps. No one needs to use stairs to get into a universal home or into the home's main rooms. So having that no step to come in. One-story living, places to eat, use of bathroom, and sleeping quarters are all located on one level, which is barrier-free. Wide doorways. So doorways that are 32 to 36 inches wide let wheelchairs pass through. They also make it easy to move big things in and out of the home. Man, I'll tell you, if you you can design a house or a remodel and you have the, the space, 
you can do all 36 inch doors. You'll never have any issues of dinging trim and everything else, moving furniture in and out and, um, makes it a lot easier. Wider hallways. Hallways should be in, in universal design, aging in place, 36 to 42 inches wide. That way everyone and everything moves more easily from room to room. Extra floor space. Everyone feels less, less cramped. People in wheelchairs can have more space to turn. So some universal design features just make good sense. Once you bring them into the home, you'll wonder how you ever live without them. For example, floors and bathtubs with non-slip surfaces help everyone stay on their feet. They're not just for people who are frail. The same goes for handrails on steps and grab bars and bathrooms. We just finished off an attic recently and there wasn't any handrails going up. Well, and people were using the walls to kind of stabilize themselves even at, at different ages. And once we put a handrail in, it was easy to, to navigate that, that stairway. So thresholds that are flush with the floor make it easy for a wheelchair to get through the doorway. They also keep others from tripping. So your normal thresholds for exterior doors and things are, you know, can be three quarters of an inch or an inch off the, have a lip on there. Well, you can get a, you can actually, if you're replacing the door, you can request a low threshold, uh, or maybe on the inside you build up the floor to meet that area as well. Some more examples are good lighting. So good lighting helps people with poor vision, and it helps everyone else see better. If my my family, my wife's listening, and the kitchen is always an area that uh, we don't have enough lighting in. We had two two lights, one over the sink and one over the stove that just went out, and we had incandescents in there and they were a little you know it's a softer light but i just replaced those with two led bulbs and it was a wider light but it it did make it a lot brighter in that area so that that helped brighten it up a little bit there the um, lever door handles and rocker light switches are great for people with poor hand strength but others like them too so if you've heard if you have just a regular toggle light switch, you can replace those with a one. One's called Decora. It's basically just a large rocker switch that's easy. I mean, you can hit it with your elbow, with your knuckle, and turn the lights on and off. On levered door handles, you know, you think about a round knob and that make your hand into that that shape. A lot of times, with poor hand strength or arthritis or you know, if you have a lot of time, if you have a hard time opening up jars, things like that, think about the, the mechanisms they have now to open up jars. They, they grab around it and they have a long handle that comes out and you grab that handle to open it. So that's your levered door handles you can make, uh, make it easier that way. You never have to go back to knobs or standard switches. So that's, that's a little bit about what, uh, what is universal design. So aging in place, kind of, so what's an aging in place remodeling checklist? We'll get into some of that. What is designed for independent living? We'll get into a lot of those questions here in just a few when we come back. Again, we're talking about aging in place, universal design. All right, welcome back. This is Skinny. This is Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We are talking about aging in place, universal design, remodeling today here on Skinny on the Home. We're going to get into the, the um, remodeling checklist 
I wanted to tell you guys a, a quick story of I had a lady call me. She was taking care of her grandmother that was living in her house um, here on the north side of Lexington. And she wanted to redo her bathroom because she was she was in her mid-80s and she was having some issues getting in and out of the tub. So came over, looked at it. She's like, yeah, we want to just tear out the whole shower ensemble, the tub, you know, big cast iron tub, tile on the walls, your standard, you know, 1950s, 60s bathroom. Redo the commode, new vanity, flooring, you know, basically get everything and put it back with a shower she could step into and make it uh, easier to get in and out of. Well, and, and the, and then it, and then she was talking about just doing the shower, leaving the floor and the commode and the vanity and stuff. Cause you know, it was, it was going to be a big deal to, for her to be gone for a long period of time. And she didn't like change of the space and the layout very much. And, you know, we all have, you know, we get, we like things how we like them and change is hard sometimes, but sometimes change is inevitable and you have to sacrifice some things to go through that. But I said, you know, I, I know of um, a company that we partner with, they'll take and you can cut out your tub and install a step uh, in there. You won't be able to use the tub to take a bath anymore, but you don't have to rip all that out. And it, it creates a, a low step you know, just like a curb would be on a shower going in and out. If you can step over that, she didn't need anything curbless. Just that, you know, 12 to 16 inches to step over a tub was getting challenging. She also had a grab bar. Her, her commode faced the tub. So she had a grab bar that was mounted on the lip of the tub. And she used that to pull up, get up and down from that as well. So we, we talked through that and... We were able to, instead of doing a $15,000 remodel or $30,000 remodel, we did something for, I think, seven or 8000 and was just able to cut out the tub. We redid um, new shower fixture, new commode, new flooring. We did a, lot of, a couple other things in there, but she didn't have to spend all that money. Plus, we also we got it done in a, a couple weeks versus you know a month or two. And she had just had to be out of the house for a little bit there. That was the only bathroom in the house, too. So that's what made it, you know, not being gone for a long period of time for that. So that was that was one way, you know, having someone that's uh, done some aging in place remodeling or a CAP certified. Or if you have a question about that or if you're going to do it yourself or want me to come look at something with you, give us a call at JNR Construction. We can... Uh, Take a look at that for you. Aging in place remodeling checklist. So if you ever wanted a quick reference for, if you ever want to, you know, having a quick reference for aging in place issues, are you wondering how to incorporate some aesthetically pleasing designs into your projects? Uh, this, this checklist may, might suit your needs. This checklist is available online. You, if you go to NAHB's website, aging in place remodeling checklist, you can search that there. So you've got this checklist if you need it. Aging in place remodeling checklist. All right, here we go. On the exterior, having low maintenance exterior, so vinyl and brick, low maintenance shrubs and plants, uh, deck, patio, or balcony surfaces that are no more than a half inch below the interior floor level if made of wood. Now through 
some of the homes that we've built in the past and some things that we've done for folks, we've we've made the garage no step going in the house. So we make the garage floor the same garage floor the same height as inside the house. And there's some flashing details and things you can do there to that and it's slope away. But you that's one way to create a zero step entry going in the house. So maybe you can't do that in the front of your house, but maybe the garage floor is close enough to where you could slope it in a way to do that. Overall floor plan. Again, this is the aging in place remodeling checklist we're talking about. Overall floor plan, the main living on a, on a single story, including a full bath. Uh, no steps between rooms. Areas on the same level. Have a five foot by five foot clear turn space in the living area, kitchen, bedroom, and bathroom. That actually, that radius is for kind of the, that's kind of the rule of thumb radius you use for wheelchair turn radiuses and things like that. But if you, you know, you'd want that good turn radius too if you're using a walker. Even if you're not, it's just, again, wide open spaces. Hallways, a minimum of 36 inches uh, wide or wider is preferred and well lit. So a lot of lighting. Again, if you can widen hallways to 42 inches or wider, that uh, makes it easier. All right, on the entry, an accessible path of travel to the home. So thinking about how you get from your you pull up in the car, how you get from the car into the house, at least one no-step entry with a cover. And that's what I was talking about with the houses that we've built in the past. The uh, Having a garage with no-step entry makes it real nice. And I had a lady that uh, we did that for, and she had young kids, and she had strollers going in and out with kids. And she's like, this is great. You know, and the kids, you know, first starting to walk and things like that, didn't have all those steps to deal with going in and out of the garage. So at least one no-step entry with a cover. Because the elements, think of it's raining or snow and ice. You want to be undercover um, so you don't slip and fall on that. On the entries also, so sensor light at the exterior. No-step entry focusing on that front door lock. You could do a, we have, on the front of our house, we have a couple motion lights that, um, are nice so whenever we pull in the driveway or somebody walks up to the front door lights automatically come on so it's well lit so you don't have to worry about trying to flip the light switch on or you come home and you forgot to turn your outside lights on you can easily put in some sensors for that front door locks making those easy again if you whatever door you come in maybe a levered handle or a um, you know fumbling with keys may not be the best there's a so much technology out there now with door locks where you can do uh, a keypad with combination. You can actually have one that's Wi-Fi linked to your phone. Just like if, if you've used this, I, I use it when I go to hotels. Sometimes you, you can uh, have the app for the hotel and you can have your key, a digital key right there on your phone. And you just hit the unlock when you're in Bluetooth range of your hotel room. So you can have that for your house. So many different options out there. Um, and some of those going to your just uh, local big box store, they have uh, displays of all that as well. And you can go online, see that, see that there too. So in the foyer, well, on the front door, you know, making sure you have at least a 36 inch wide door. On in the foyer, having no slip flooring in the foyer, um, getting if your shoes are wet and things like that. 
entry door side light or high low peephole viewer side light should provide both privacy and safety door put your doorbell in an accessible location uh, surface to place packages on when opening the door so that's something to think about how much do you have in your hands when you're trying to open the door sometimes so if you had something beside the door you know have a bench there a chair or um, a shelf built for as you're placing stuff to get in and out the door again this is just a this is an aging in general aging in place remodeling checklist um, again if thresholds so flush or preferable exterior maximum of a half inch beveled and interior maximum of a quarter inch so again you can if you're going to replace a door you can um, have have your uh, manufacturer whoever you're going to order the door from tell them you want an accessible threshold or a low a low entry threshold and have them get you the specs on it they can send you a cut chart of all the measurements and things on that on interior doors for your aging in place remodeling checklist there needs to be uh, 32 inches of clear, clear width uh, which does require a 36 inch door levered door hardware so you think about a, a 32 inch door by the time you have the door stop on there it cuts it down sometimes to 30 inches or between 30 and 31 inches and if you've got walkers or wheelchair or you want to make that wider again i had a client that we we widened her doors into her bedroom because she had a clear path all the way in but that was the only door that was small it was just a 30 inch door um, she wanted a 36 so we had to move some electrical down we actually had to move an hvac vent as well so there may be some things that look at that which way you can you move your door if you want to make it bigger uh, if you're going to do a remodel like that on windows so plenty of windows for natural light lowered windows or taller windows with lower sill height so thinking about you know how tall is the bottom of your window if it, um, you can lower that you know within 12 inches of the floor or 18 inches of the floor if you're sitting down or if you're in a wheelchair you might you'll be able to see out and make big taller windows low maintenance exterior and interior finishes so having it like an all vinyl or a clad clad window will make it easier maintenance wise you don't have to paint um, you know replacement windows are great you actually they have replacement windows where you can get different colors on the outside versus the inside so you can match colors on the inside and the outside of your house and um, all the different features you can get casement windows that crank out versus double hung raise and lower the hardware to unlock and lock them so many different features there and that's easy get easy to operate hardware all right so in your garage or carport so covered carports spaces there wider than average carports to accommodate lifts on vans if you're thinking about um, again this is your agent in place remodeling checklist if you're uh, you have a loved one that has accessibility needs to use a accessible vehicle to you know, lower side lifts down for chairs and things like that. Door heights may need to be nine feet for some raised roof vans. If thinking about your garage door, you know, the standard height is seven feet. You may 
do you have room to do a larger door if you have an accessible van that may be taller that you have to use? Which a lot of those, they've come a long way. They're, they're not as tall as they used to be on some of them, depending on what you get and your needs for that. So five-foot minimum access aisles between accessible van and car in the garage. So if you're, um, maybe you're going to add a garage to your house, thinking about making it a little bit wider so you have a lot of room on both sides of if you're doing a two-car garage, larger vehicles, and having enough room to be able to get in and out and those things. If code requires the floor to be several inches below the entrance to the home for fume protection, you can slope the entire floor from front to back to eliminate that need for a ramp or step. And that's what I was talking about where we've created a lot of no-step entries that was the question we always got was, what about the carbon dioxide, you know, the fumes from the car and whatnot? Well, if you, you have enough slope from front to back, it uh, negates that because it, it'll it go towards the, the lowest point. Maybe you don't have the option to maybe have two or three or five steps into your house from the garage, and you don't have the option to raise that floor. So maybe you put in a ramp uh, to that doorway inside, add some handrails if needed. All right, so let's get to the inside on your faucets. So having levered handles or pedal-controlled faucets, there's an idea. Having a, um, and even on some of your technology, again, you may look at the pros and cons of this, and I've got one uh, plumbing supply specialist that, that makes sure people know if they're going to get like a motion-centered faucet what all that involves. There's batteries that have to be replaced or you have to hardwire it for a plug-in, but uh, maybe you have a motion-sensing faucet that uh, you want to put in. Thermostatic control or anti-scold controls are good for faucets as well. Thinking about aging in place, maybe your hot water heater is at a certain temperature, but uh, you want to make sure that you don't uh, have any issues there. Pressure-balanced for faucets, um, those can be installed. And kitchen and laundry, so counters, countertops, so wall supports and provisions for adjustable and or varied height counters and removable base cabinets. I went into a um, lady that we did a lot of consulting with for universal design. In her house, she'd put in, she had standard height kitchen, in um, an area that had dropped down, but there was cabinets underneath. Well, she showed me she she rolled rolled all those cabinets out, and then she had a space where if you were in a wheelchair, you could just roll right up to it, or if you had a chair and you needed a workspace, it was pretty neat. So creating um, removable base cabinets is an idea. They make uh, sink-based cabinets, too, that on the front it looks like a uh, traditional sink, but you open the doors and the whole thing and the toe kick and everything opens up. And you can just, you can wheel right up to it uh, if you wanted to. Upper cabinetry, that uh, maybe you lower that three inches lower than conventional height to be able to reach certain things. They also make accessories inside of cabinets. You can open it up and the whole cabinet kind of kind of accordions down to countertop level uh, for that. Accessories in there. Accented uh, strips on the edge of countertops to provide visual orientation to the workspace. Maybe you have some uh, visually impaired 
that need some, you know, know where all those spaces start and stop. Counter, counter space for a dish landing adjacent to the opposite of all appliances. You know, a lot of times that's, we think about that when we're remodeling a kitchen or whatnot. If you, you know, you have your fridge and everything's compact and crammed in there, which you may not have the option to do that, but maybe you have a, a small rolling uh, island close to you that you can you can have there. But thinking about putting countertop space on each side of an appliance, so when you're pulling stuff off the stove, you can set it down, or pulling stuff out of the fridge, you can set it down, and those things. So having that dish landing. Again, we're talking about aging in place remodeling checklist. Uh, anything universal design, aging in place, handicap remodeling. We're talking about skinny on the home here today. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny. On in the kitchen and laundry, so base cabinets with roll-out trays, lazy Susans, pull-down shelving. I talked about that with your upper cabinets, glass fronts on cabinet doors, and you can some you know you can see what's in there. Uh, open shelving for easy access to frequently used items. That's becoming more and more popular. A lot of renovations that we're doing, doing some open shelving. Beside the sinks and things for plates and cups and uh, those things that you're using a lot of. We're doing some where we do a lot of drawer cabinets for base cabinets instead of doors that you open up and you have to crawl down and climb in there and get get the stuff. Make all those base cabinets drawers. You can put your plates and glasses down in those drawers. makes it so much easier just in general. Um, I mean, it's how many of us have plates up in the upper cabinets and glasses way up high. I know I do at my house. We're, we're going to think about remodeling our kitchen here for too long as well. So appliances. All right. So easy to read controls is uh, an aging in place um, on the remodeling checklist here. Easy to read controls for appliances. Washing machine and dryer raised 12 to 15 inches above the floor. You know, in our house, we had we had front loaders and... Um, doing laundry, you know, my wife always talked about, you know, having to bend over that far and just as you're lifting that stuff in and out and, you know, it's, it's hard on your back. And even for uh, dishwashers, we've raised some dishwashers to have them up where it's easily accessible. You don't have to bend over all the way down there, but we built a platform. Of course, they make the pedestals that you can buy in addition to, I think ours is up a little higher than that because uh, we wanted them up a little bit higher. But raising those up, front-loading laundry machines, of course, we're talking about that, counter height or in the wall instead of, you know, a lot of times we've been putting them over top of the stove, which you have to reach way up high and above. Maybe you're cooking stuff below to use a microwave. If you have the room and the space, get it down on the countertop. Or we've been putting in a lot of microwaves in islands, and I believe it's a uh, sharp uh, makes a drawer microwave that we use a lot. It's awesome. Just a just a drawer that comes out, and it's your microwave. Side by side refrigerator freezer. Again, having the freezer on the bottom as opposed to on the top. Side swing, side swing or wall oven. So there's a used to the side hinged ovens were only for. Um, were extremely expensive. And uh, we did some training with uh, Thermador a while back, which Thermador makes um, 
all different appliances. And then I think they Bosch is under that brand as well. And I believe Bosch now has a side hinge oven, which they a lot of those have come out. Manufacturers are are realizing you know the need for that universal design and uh, ease of space. But they make side side hinge, so it's just like opening a door to your oven, you know, or having a wall oven up high. Again, all this depends on the space and the planning, but this is just giving you an overall checklist of the things you can do. Raised dishwasher with push buttons, so we talked about that. An electric cooktop with level burners for safety and transferring between burners. Front controls, you can do a downdraft feature to pull heat away. All those things. Indicators when the surface is hot for safety. So miscel- some miscellaneous 30-inch by 48-inch clear space at appliances or 60-inch diameter clear space for turns, you know, again, for chair access and things like that. Multi-level work areas to accommodate cooks at different heights. You know, again, having a drop-down area that's lower and some that are higher. Maybe Even if you want to sit down and cut potatoes or peel potatoes or Maybe you don't eat potatoes, but <laughs> having uh, different heights and levels where you can, because where do most of us spend a lot of our time? It's in the kitchen, right? And especially here around the holidays that we just uh, ended, a lot of us were in the kitchen for long periods of time. So having spaces where you can multi-level surfaces, you can sit down and stand up and make it easy for that. Multi-level, uh, we're talking about that, open, open under counter seated work areas. So having, again, opening up where you can have seats or you can have somebody in a wheelchair could roll up and have access to work areas and countertop space. Placement of task lighting in appropriate work areas. So strategically placing lights, uh, maybe you reduce some ceiling lights, maybe you put some under cabinet lights in uh, that have appropriate light for the work areas. Loop handles for easy grip and pulling. Uh, pull out spray faucets, levered handles. In multi-story homes, a laundry chute or laundry facilities in the master bedroom are becoming more and more popular. I know uh, at our house, our laundry is on the first floor, while all the bedrooms are on the second floor, and that's where all the that's where all the all the laundry is, right? So you're lugging that lugging the baskets up and down the stairs all the time. We don't have a big enough space to do a full size laundry area, so what we're doing we've we've got a closet. Uh, that we're going to take and we're going to put one of those apartment size washer and dryers that still do a full size load, but it's all in one unit and it's only 24 inches wide. And so it's, it's a real small space and we can put that up there for the bedrooms, you know, larger loads. We'll probably still use those downstairs, but that's going to make it a lot easier when we get that in uh, to put, um, to do laundry on the same level where you have the bedrooms. So thinking about that aging in place design, you know, do you have uh, sometimes closet space in some of these houses we're in is a is a premium. They're not big enough, but do you have a an extra room that you can convert half of it into a laundry room and half not? We do a lot of that where we're putting laundry rooms on the same level as uh, as bedrooms. Okay, so aging in place remodeling checklist. Let's get into in the bathroom for what we're gonna put in there and before we do that let's uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to aging in place remodeling checklist 
and uh, for uh, for bathroom. So stay tuned. This is Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Skinny. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Skinny. This is Skinny on the Home, brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. We're um, your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney, giving you the Skinny on Home Improvement, remodeling, designing, or building, whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hiring a professional. Skinny on the Home, we're here to help educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, and techniques. Talking about aging in place in the aging in place remodeling checklist. We're into into bathrooms now. So wall support and provisions for adjustable and or varied height counters and removable base cabinets. Um, Contrasting color edge. Again, we talked about that in the kitchen. So you can kind of see where surfaces start and stop. At least one wheelchair maneuverable bath on the main level with a 60-inch turning radius or acceptable turn radius, turn space, and a 36 by 36 or 30 inch by 48 inch clear space. Um, isn't, you can still maneuver in those. You may not have a big enough space to do a five foot by five foot turn radius. So get as much as you can there. Bracing in walls around the tub, showers, shower seat, and the toilet for installation of grab bars to support, uh, 250 to 300 pounds. So we do this in, any remodel that we do, we always add blocking in the wall, even if you're not going to add grab bars so that you can add a future grab bar. But maybe you've got a bathroom where you're not going to tear out anything. They actually make fasteners now that work behind the wall that can support that, that you don't have to, if you don't have a stud to go into, can support that. They've come a long way with uh, fasteners that work without um, attaching into a framing or a stud or extra blocking. But if you are opening up the space, it's a good idea to go ahead and add all that blocking in there so you can put that and not have have to worry about that. If stand-up shower is used in the main bath, it's it's curbless and a minimum of 36 inches wide. Again, this is the aging in place remodeling checklist. If you're going to age in place, this this is kind of just giving you a checklist of things to to go through. Uh, Bathtub for lower or easier access. And you guys heard me tell the story about the bathtub that we were able to, we actually cut out and put a step in to make that lower for a lady instead of remodeling the whole bathroom, which um, saved thousands of dollars, and it's exactly what she needed. So having a fold-down seat in the shower, man, these things are great. We, we've put in several of these. They, uh, one manufacturer uh, has different finishes. It's made of uh, like a teak wood, but it folds up. It's out of the way if you don't need it. Folds down if you do need it. Instead, if you don't have the space to do a built-in bench, uh, you can do a fold-up, um, fold-up seat and shower. So adjustable handheld or shower heads with a six-foot hose. Those are great. We actually, the ones we do a lot of, a lot of bathroom remodels, we'll do a, a shower head and a handheld that's separate. Well, that handheld is on a slide bar that goes up and down. So we had that. Years ago, when our kids were little, it was great because they could start taking showers at, when they were smaller. we just adjust that bar down, and uh, they could use that for the shower head. But those slide bars now double as a grab bar. So you, you've got a grab bar that's in the shower that is... Uh, and grab bars, oh, they've come so far. They, they're more decorative. They're not industrial-looking. So it doesn't look like, you know... An, necessarily a hospital room um, 
in your in your bathroom. You can have very decorative pieces. There's even towel bars that hang outside your shower that double as grab bars that you can install as well. Tub shower controls offset from the center. So we've done some showers now where we're putting the controls easier accessible before you get in to turn it on and off as opposed to putting them in the normal spot, you know, way in the shower, behind, you know, how many of us have to reach over the commode and past the wall to turn on and off the shower. You can move those. They don't have to be in the same location. It's just running, again, a little bit of planning, design on the front end. Continuing on in the bathroom for the aging in place remodeling checklist. So the shower stall uh, with built-in antibacterial protection. Though we're doing a lot of showers now, too, where folks like the look of tile, but they don't want the maintenance of, of tile and how does, you know, the cleanliness of it stuff, which tile's great. We do, we do that still more than anything, but you can get custom, uh, like a culture marble or uh, Kohler makes a, a product called Choreograph. It's, it's a sheet that goes on the wall. And you can just squeegee that right off and you have a couple, if you're going to, we talked a couple weeks ago, I think about caulking in the shower, you know, make sure you use a mold and a resistant caulk uh, in the shower so that it doesn't build up there as well. So a light in the shower stall, you know, if you don't have a light over that, we install, we're doing a lot of can fans. So it's a can light. It's re- recessed in the shower where it looks just like a can light, but it's also a fan, is a great way to knock two birds out with one stone where you can get the moisture out and also have a light over top of the shower for that as well. Having a comfort height commode, you know, having a a commode that's a little bit taller makes it easier to get on and off for that. So in designing of toilet paper holders that allows to be changed with one hand, um, that's a big one and uh, and all that so we're uh, running out of time again thanks for listening make it a great week and uh, I'll see you next week <laughs>